0: Another week, another podcast. Rolls off the tongue.
1: I think without that information, you're kind of going a little bit blind. You're almost sort of sleepwalking through your your marketing plan. You're trying
2: to turn strangers into visitors, visitors into leads, and then nurture those leads into prospects and into being a a client.
0: Actually, as a video company um, with vertical video, it is a technical challenge. You kind of get
1: get my gist. Yeah, just got.
2: Am I there now? Yeah, just got. Apparently, just got. Welcome to the Cutting Room Podcast, brought to you by Seven Videos and me, Paul Sherwood. Each week, we'll be cutting through the things that you want to know about video marketing. Seven Videos have been going for nearly ten years now, and over that time, we've had many achievements, but also learned a lot of things along the way. This podcast is an opportunity for us to share all that knowledge and all that experience with you. Each episode is going to focus on a different topic, concluding with our seven top tips that you can start to put into action in your business. As with all podcasts out there, you know the drill. If you think it's any good, don't forget to give us a follow and keep up to date on when the next episode drops. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Cutting Room. And this week we're going to be talking all about how to generate leads through video marketing. I'm Paul Sherwood, one of the founders here at Seven Videos, and I am joined this week by Joe, who's also a fellow founder of the business. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. And also Jake, who is one of our producers here at Seven. Hello, Jake. Hello, Paul. How are we all feeling this week? Ready to go? Good. Another week, another podcast. It rolls off the tongue. Yeah, it does, doesn't yeah. it? Doesn't it, yeah. Jake, are you in the sort of feeling good territory yet?
1: Yeah, I'm actually running out of things to answer to how we're feeling.
2: <laughs>
0: but there's only so many ways yeah. you can say not bad, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, good, I mean, we can progress to good. Yeah,
1: Maybe I just turn up and we said say, no, I'm actually not all right. Can we talk about it?
2: Yeah, we can get into that. but we'll, we'll have to save that for another week. Cause I don't have that in my notes this week. <laughs> So last week we were talking all around sort of case studies and creating the best video case studies. This week's kind of loosely linked in, well it is linked I should say, in creating videos that are gonna generate leads into your business. We're doing quite a lot as a business around, there's various different models out there. There's the Ada model, there's the HubSpot attract, engage, delight. There's various other different models about raising awareness, interest and essentially What you're trying to do is you're trying to turn strangers into visitors visitors into leads and then nurture those leads into prospects and into being a client essentially so that's what we're looking to do and today we're looking to cover how video kind of fits into all that agreed agreed
1: Agreed. one of the main things you need to do at the very beginning when you're looking at this is really understanding the prospect to buy a journey that, uh, a prospective customer may go on because in doing that, you identify all those potential touch points and how to move them along that kind of journey, I guess. Um, I think in un- only by doing that, can you actually decide what video content is going to work well for each person because depending on where they are along that journey, different types of content works better and is more suited.
2: So if we start at the start, if we're looking to sort of raise awareness or attract uh, clients to our business, what sort of videos should we be looking at and thinking about?
0: Uh, You're looking at things like brand videos, things that get across your kind of values and mission, um, kind of how-to videos as well, in, in the sense of what are your customers what are the questions your customers are asking, creating content that kind of provides those answers. Um, they actually can kind of fall into the delight stage as well, but also works at the top, just to really, it's answering those questions that, your
2: Audience are, are asking. And I think asking. that's what we're doing with this podcast is a really good example of it, really. It's that top of the funnel, attracts whatever sort of metric you're using in terms of your, your sales and marketing process, but it, it, it's th- that raising awareness Of the business and and having content that answers the questions that they've got so for example we're talking about how to generate leads with video marketing today that's probably going to be something that someone in our target audience is going to go and search on google and try and find the answer to it and then us three are going to pop up and answer that question for them and that's the theory behind it
1: yeah i think at this stage as well it's in it's important to understand that you're not trying to too salesy and, and too product specific. It's just about raising that kind of awareness of who you are, what's your kind of expertise, and and just generate that initial interest. I think
2: definitely, and I know the big big thing in sales that everyone talks about. You know, know like and trust people are only going to purchase of people that they trust, and you know you this is very much in the getting to know your phase. You know, it's you're not going to just go straight up to someone and say, "Do you want to buy this?" Because they're probably going to say know I'm all right so it's all about getting them to understand who you are understand who you are as a brand what you stand for whether your values align with their values and very much a much more softer approach in terms of raising that awareness
0: yeah and I think that the good thing about creating content at that stage is you can be a bit more playful can't you about how you can kind of get your company culture out there kind of using short social funny bits of things that kind of happen is just a really good way of building that awareness and and allows people kind of to see your values kind of being lived out, Um so I think it's quite a good stage to create content for because you can play around with it a bit.
2: And it's a good; it helps you to understand your target audience better because you have to get into their heads about what they're looking for. It, you can create a lot of sort of longer form, like similar to the podcast. You know, we create a lot a longer form piece of content and get a lot of short form pieces as a result of it. You might do video blogs or even written blogs and that's all, you know, creating content that you can use in a lot of different ways as well.
0: Yeah. And if you are placing yourself as the expert in the field, when somebody is looking for that product solution or whatever it is, they want to hear the company they go with talking about that said thing. Just you want to go to the people who are experts in it. Um, so all those these different bits of content we've talked about are perfect at, at doing that.
2: Yeah. No. Definitely. And I guess what that, So that's the we're covering the sort of raising of awareness, the attract sort of phase. And I think to then, you know, you're looking at then turning a visitor to a stranger to a visitor. Sorry, in in that stage, how do we go about turning that sort of visitor? into a lead and I think you know one thing that we're seeing a bit more of it is, or, or certainly some companies are doing that sort of creating gated content and, and and getting that exchange of data for you know in in exchange for something that's going to provide value.
0: Yeah I think gated content is a really good way of that whether that's um, a webinar you're putting on so a little teaser video to say that you're doing a webinar and, and giving away some knowledge um, and that then enables you to kind of you have the data from them, but then you're also offering the value to them at that point. So it's key to make sure that you can kind of sell yourself on that, I think. Um,
1: it's that starting point that you kind of you get in someone that you can then put through your nurture sequence and you can kind of get them on board and you know what their level of interest is, what sort of things they've actually interacted with, you know, what what information they've gained essentially. And it'll kind of give you an insight into the problems that they're having potentially and, and how you might be able to help
2: yeah and the, the nurture sequence you mentioned there's really you know really important we we work with a, a business mentor uh gary king and we was introduced to i met him at a networking event and i then approached him got in touch and then i just was went into a nurture sequence but he'd created this content of three or four emails that were very much focused on all the problems or the problems that he solved, and he worked with business owners to do. And it, it literally felt like he was speaking to me directly. And before I'd even had a conversation with him, I was pretty much clear that we wanted to work with him. Now, it's something we've talked about replicating in, in our business, and with with varying levels uh, of uh, uh, of success. If I'm being perfectly honest, but I think if you can get that really nailed down, understand who your target audience are, and provide that content in a sequence that that that, that that makes that sale and that conversation so much easier because they're halfway there already.
0: Yeah, and I think the good thing with that is you get, and you don't always get it right first time. But the good, good thing about it is you, you can kind of see straight away whether it's not working because you know straight away how many people are getting through to that next stage. Um, and like you say, for it to really work, it needs to. You need to feel like they're talking to you directly, and you're like, yeah,
1: forget me, yeah. And I think they know as well um when you are entering your details if you really didn't want to interact with this company you wouldn't be putting that in there right so by actually interacting with that content and and providing your details you're almost kind of leaving the door the door ajar slightly aren't you there's a level of interest
2: yeah yeah
0: definitely so i think although didn't we have um what was that one email address that we got terry titwank (laughs) terry titwank (laughs) yeah i don't think that was a genuine lead when i I realized that's that's what i mean that's somebody who wasn't but (laughs) i was
2: like oh terry oh right no
1: (laughs) yeah maybe not an actual lead someone at titwank incorporated (laughs) is very upset (laughs) that he hasn't heard back
2: so moving on um i think we that was kind of covering off the, the the lead raising awareness aspect it's then It's not just generating leads, but it's how we turn leads into business. So that's nurturing those prospects, turning those visitors um, into leads and those leads essentially into customers. So that's in the HubSpot sort of metric, that's very much the engage phase. So what sort of content and conversations and stuff should we be creating at that point?
1: I think at that point, um, you know, someone has moved from the point of not knowing who you are to actually being interested in you as a company, they resonate with you slightly and potentially could help them. And I think in the engaged stage, you're looking at your sort of your case studies and that kind of content that really do show how you have solved problems for clients. Um, And I think those can be really powerful in terms of moving someone from just being slightly curious to actively engaged in, in using you as a company, because Especially if you've demonstrated that you can solve the problem that they are experiencing through another client in a case study, they're very likely to to want to engage with you.
2: They're looking for more information, aren't they? Yeah,
0: exactly. And they're very likely to be looking at a few other different companies. So a good thing to kind of look at is kind of what your competitors are kind of doing at that stage and that could be a way of kind of gaining a bit more of an advantage on you know, them. It's kind of looking at what they're doing and see what's missing and make sure yours kind of covers those
1: bits. Yeah, It's your, it's your main opportunity to demonstrate your value, I think. Um, and it's where you can be a little more sort of, I don't want to say salesy, but you can be a bit more specific in terms of yeah. what you what you can do and, and why people should buy it or interact with it.
0: Because you've kind of got the the... The promo videos for kind of your products or services, telling you about the benefits and and the problems that they solve, and then those case studies really come into kind of uh, what's the word? Um, it's like the social proof of what you're saying is actually true. Validium, so that's where it, validating, yeah. yeah, validation. You kind of have that with those two types of videos, which work quite well at that stage.
1: Yeah. I think at that point as well, you you've established that there's a little more. Level of interest that your prospective customers at, so you can you you've got the license to be a little more um as you say specific about products and services um how you can potentially solve their problems um and I think at that point they are more willing to listen because the chances are they are sat there waiting to have some problem that they've got solved.
2: You're
0: more invested at that stage, yeah. You? You're trying to get to those answers.
2: Moving on to another area, which is kind of it's in that sort of turning a lead into a client, essentially, and it's something that we do a lot. Granted, we are a video uh, company, so you know we, we need to be practicing what we preach, but not just that, it, it does deliver results and that's utilizing videos in your proposals and quotes and pitches and tenders. Uh, well, a lot of some some tenders don't allow you the, the creativity uh, <laughs> uh, in in some public sector uh, tenders that we've had to put forward. But it's it's understanding how you can use video in your quotes and things like that to put yourself ahead of your competition.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good way of doing it. Like you say, it's that kind of validation from other people. And actually, we've I'm thinking of a client we have worked with recently who. Um, he was waiting to hear back on a quote. Um, hadn't heard anything. Literally sent over a video case study we'd done and then the person signed the contract the next day. Literally just having that was a, a good way of turning that into...
2: Just made them take that
0: final... Yeah, it's just that final quote. confirmation and it kind of... Yeah, it's just such a good way of doing it. Uh, and video's really strong at that that point, I think.
1: Yeah, I think within the area of using videos in proposals, tenders, all that kind of thing. You can be very sort of targeted and specific with the content that you that you show. And I think as we mentioned in the um the case study episodes, the more case studies you have and the more range the the larger range of products and services that those demonstrate you can you can almost like mirror the project that the client's looking to to do if you if you have a case study in which you've actually done that for them.
2: That that's key, yeah. and I think without getting too much into the case study element which we covered in the last episode i think what you said there is 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 bang on you know we in all the quotes we send out we'll have a couple of case studies and they're very much specific to the client we're dealing with whether that's product based in our case it might be an event in the client's case it may be a piece of software or a particular product but if you've got a case study that relates to that service product whatever if you've got that and a case study of another maybe industry specific client you know you've, you've got somebody within that industry talking about why why you and also somebody else about why that particular product it just covers everything that you need it to
1: yeah and you're almost saying look this is what you can get and obviously you're going to use your best your best stuff so um i think it's a, it's a really good opportunity to to really get value out of your videos as well
2: yeah yeah definitely so in terms of you are looking to sort of create the videos that are going to generate leads. I guess it's also about understanding what success looks like for a particular project or understanding how you're going to track that particular video project. What type of things should people be thinking about in that arena?
0: Uh, yeah, no, it's a good point. For you. To be able to track um, and what to track is kind of really key in terms of what your goal is. So are you looking to increase visitors to your website or are you looking to kind of, reduce the bounce rate on your website that um are you looking to raise awareness on social media kind of brand awareness pieces it's really key to understand all those different ways you can track it um because quite often with metrics people can be kind of blinded by what a lot of people can call vanity metrics at times they aren't always it depends what you're tracking like lights views things like that impressions Impressions, things like that where you think oh yeah you've got hundred thousand views or impressions but what were you aiming to do just if it wasn't creating uh, getting loads of impressions on linkedin or whatever and raising brand awareness then it still hasn't worked you could have 10 views but if if that person's then become a lead or done what you wanted them to that's the right audience i I
2: mean i i do quite a bit on linkedin and the posts where i uh, put on of me and my son tends to generate the most Uh, like you say, those impressions, likes, engagement, are they going to drive, is that going to drive sales? No, you know, but it's just building your audience, essentially, which it's key to have a few
0: different, like with with any video marketing, is kind of having different videos for different aspects. Just like you say, you want some bits of content which is just there for uh, impressions, views and whatnot. So then you've kind of got that attention for when you bring in the more... Product-based stuff, testimonial things like that. Um,
1: I think without that information, you're kind of going a little bit blind. You're almost sort of sleepwalking through your your marketing plan. If you you could think, all right, well, we're creating these videos, and yeah, sales are doing all right. Uh, it's it's all working. But if you actually look at the data, and you're not actually none of those leads are coming as a result of your videos, then you know you would all you're doing is you're just wasting a bit of money on creating a video so it's where you can then step in and say right well that's not quite working we can maybe change our objectives or change how we do it and then when you do actually see yes this is actually performing for us um you know you're on the right track and you can carry on doing that yeah because without
0: a clear objective and a way of tracking it you, you don't know what success has been um It's impossible,
2: isn't it? Um. Yeah, it's very much dependent on, well, what the campaign is, what they, you know, what then they have to be aligned with with your business goals as well. So you've you've got the goals within a business, you set the different strategies around it, and then, you know, the marketing uh, are creating campaigns to deliver those um, business goals. And it's understanding that those metrics for something as small as just one video project are still targeting the same things that are going to deliver on those business goals in some way.
0: Yeah. And and I think it's also about using um, the metrics to kind of learn from things as well. Just not every video you put out is going to be a success. Fact. Yeah. (laughs) Unless you're us, whichever everyone. Yeah. (laughs) But like, like it's impossible. You learn as, as you do it and it's kind of looking at the right numbers as to, so if you are brand awareness, why are the views so low? Why are the impressions low? Or if it's click through, or actually, the views are low, but people are clicking through. So, right, that's good. It enables you to kind of retweet things and change. Um, like there's things like Wistia, which is a video hosting platform. That'll tell you at what point people drop off from the video exactly. So you can kind of look at that and be like, right, we're losing people at 50 seconds. Our main call to action, everything we want people to do is right at the end. Right, let's do a recut of that. I never said re-cut before <laughs> Re- yeah <laughs> you have
2: now yeah a <laughs> re-cutting room
0: uh like re-edit it and and make it a bit more concise to see if you can kind of keep people to the end um and it's just really understanding those metrics and what you can do off the back of it it's all great looking at them but if you don't do anything or or whatever it's you need something to be able to do off the back of
1: it and and if you are interacting with a video agency as well like the most likely, will be able to help you with that, and if you ask the questions, I mean, any video agency that's worth engaging with will. That's, well, that's not that's that's, that, that's that's not a plug either, by the way. You,
2: that <laughs> you want them to be asking, you know, what does success, the success look like for this project? What's the overall aim? Who's the target audience? Quite simple stuff, but you really need to only when you know what you're looking to try and achieve is then when you know it. it only when you know what you're looking to achieve is when you can actually understand how you could have achieved it or not and whether what those results are. Mm. Maybe not worded in the perfect way, but you kind of get get my gist. Yeah. If you know what you're looking to try and achieve, you know whether you've done it or not. Yeah. Just got. Am I there now? Yeah.
0: Just got apparently.
2: Just got. So that's covering off the you know, the, the tracking and delivering success of video. I guess there's there's something in there around about kind of optimising your video depending on what channel or platform it's gonna sit on. There's a lot more vertically filmed socially social first content being created. What have we got to kind of say about all that?
1: Different channels require very different um, types and formats of content. And that's not just in terms of the aspect ratio, like you say on socials, you know, you've got one, one for Instagram vertical for Facebook. I think that's right.
0: Do <laughs> for um, telling all of them, yeah, so like your I stories. Mean...
1: But but again, there's like different videos that work better for different channels. So, um, you know, sort of longer form content is probably better placed on your website on a landing page, whereas your shorter form content and you click through stuff that works better for your social channels. And The
0: key is really understanding the channels that you're doing it on. So. A lot of people talk about being social first now and creating content for social first rather than creating a video which you're going to use on the webpage and then try to get it to fit into social. And actually as a video company um, with vertical video, it is a technical challenge. Like if you film everything, 16 by 9 like that, and then crop it to like that, there's some very particular considerations you have to take to make sure it works that way. So if have oh, done it with
2: this podcast. Well, For one, yeah, well, it cuts you two out and it just yeah. focuses <laughs> on me.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. And, it's, and that's what it kind of means is if you know that pre- predominantly it is going to be a story or in vertical, then you need to shoot it that way and plan the idea like that because there'll be some video ideas that just don't work vertical. So mm. that's a real key consideration, I think.
1: And I think paid ads are worth sort of considering beforehand whether you are going to go down that route. And if you are, you're going to invest some money in, in your ads. You need to make sure that your video content is bespoke and set up for that in the right kind of format and, and it's going to hit the target audience that you're obviously going to be paying to hit.
0: And it's good to look at that type of content. Like you looked at like TikTok and kind of do. YouTube shorts it is all vertical first and and there's definitely a style that people work towards which is good to know so you can look at that but then also look at how you can improve on that as well to see what works um cuz both of them are brilliant for organic um views if that's what you're looking at
2: it's that sort of early you know that attract sort of yeah. phase isn't it and raising awareness and we've noticed with the trailer we put out for, for this podcast um the engagement we've had on YouTube shorts compared to you know, any of the other platforms has been massive really. Yeah, and, and that's even compared to just normal
0: YouTube. You've got the YouTube shorts, it like probably ten times as much uh uh impressions and engagement than than previously. Um
2: and, uh, and what are other considerations people need to be thinking if it was primarily say YouTube, is there anything they should be doing from an SEO perspective or anything that we can do in To optimize those videos to make sure as many people are going to see them?
1: It can be as simple as just how the video is going to look when someone comes across it, right? So like thumbnail, title, you know, if you're looking in terms of the title, you know, you got to make sure that it's very clear what the video is and what someone's going to get out of it.
0: Make sure it's answering the questions that people will be searching for.
1: You want the thumbnail to look professional. You don't want it to be someone half with a mouth open sort of, you know, it just doesn't look great. If your video looks kind of well-packaged, professional, you're already kind of a step ahead of one that's maybe a little sort of, the title's a little wishy-washy, the thumbnail's not right. Yeah, yeah.
2: They say don't judge a book by a cover but you do, yeah. because if you've not heard of the book, it's all you've got to go off. So yeah. it, that and the title. So that, again, bringing that into video terms, as long as the title is answering the question that people are asking, like how to generate leads through video marketing, as an yeah. example, yeah. and it's got a nice thumbnail on there and a graphic that, that captures the eye, that's going to make that particular piece of content more attractive um, to someone that's just in that stranger phase where they don't know who you are, they're just having a look about, and that's going to get them um to understand a bit more about who you are and, and raise that awareness of your of your business
0: and again making sure <clears throat> excuse me making sure um the description of the video as well kind of hits those kind of key search terms that people are looking for um and i'd say we're like with thumbnails there are a lot of good thumbnails now it's not like it's you just need to do a and half decent one to stand out there are a lot of good ones so You can take a lot of inspiration from what other people are doing particularly in your sector and the videos you're producing look at what other people are doing like right how do we make ours better how can ours stand out is there something we can do on that
1: it's where you kind of host your videos and how you organize them as well so like on a lot of youtube channels that you know they have playlists for different subjects and on websites you've got different kind of pages for for different things so it is just kind of making accessing your content easier for your customers so they've come with a query or a question and they can look and find the answer to that very easily
0: and i think the other thing to kind of bear in mind that we talked about a lot of different things that you have to consider on all the different platforms which sometimes can make it sound really complicated <laughs> do you know what i mean there's so many different things you have to consider it's like where the hell do you start but like i said there's podcasts are a really good example of one few considerations when filming to make sure it's easy enough to to go vertical it doesn't and then having a bit of a think about the title and everything we've created a lot of content with this which can work across different platforms which because we thought about at the start actually going through it is fairly fairly simple Whereas if you don't think of it beforehand then it can be a bit of a nightmare once you get to the end I think
2: yeah no definitely I think that just about Covers everything we were hoping to get through today. Anything we've missed, there, chaps? Um, that you wanted to cover off, or you're happy with?
1: Don't think so. I think we've kind of looked bad. at it, is, it. You know, it's not kind of a wholesale change. It's just little things that you can do to just optimize. So the main thing your is content. most people
2: know who would be who will be watching and listening to this will understand. You know, it's all about raising awareness. Track. You know, the, the desire uh, the Uh, attract and engage uh, at stages it's quite you know it's quite common in in marketing but it's just again raising awareness from our perspective in where we've seen videos being used that maybe they weren't necessarily aware of
1: it's generally having that understanding that there are stages to the process and there are different areas in which different video content work works better um I think you know there can be the mistake made where you think you make videos for everyone because I've heard it said, but it's just understanding that there are different stages that each prospective client is on and it's just about how you move them along that, that's, that line.
0: And I think don't be disheartened if the first videos you start doing don't do well. Don't mean just learn from them and figure out what you need to do next. Consistency. Consi- yeah, consistency.
1: Um it's better to do that than to just carry on doing it and not knowing if it's working and you might be wasting your money.
2: Exactly right. Well, yes, on that note, we shall conclude the episode there. So thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, As ever, we're just going to run through our seven top tips that we've covered in this week's episode all around how to generate leads through video marketing. So number one is all around using videos to raise awareness. So that's to make companies aware of your business. So turning strangers into visitors. Number two is all about capturing data. So how you can then nurture those prospects and exchange some content in exchange for their details. Number three is all around nurturing prospects. So moving them along the buyer's journey, turning them from strangers into leads and ultimately clients. Number four is to start using videos in your proposals and in your quotes. Number five, as we talked about in the last episode, is to be using video case studies. Number six is to make sure you track the success of your videos and really understand the metrics that are used. And number seven, ensure that you're optimizing your videos for the channel or platform that they sit on. So thanks for joining me again this week, folks. Hope you've enjoyed yourselves. For those that have watched that and enjoyed it, please remember to like, to follow the show, to rate it as you see fit. Thanks for tuning in and we look forward to seeing you again in the next episode of The Cutting Room. See you soon.